you get the bag and fumble it. I get the bag and flip it and tumble it. Straight off the lot, 300 cash, and the car came with a blunt in it. La mama a thot, and she got, and she gon' f a bag. Pull up to the spot. All right, back here on the sports grind. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producer, spending the one and twos. 877-37-GRIND is your number. We are broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios. And the show rolls on, and we're going into our second hour. We want to welcome Lubbock uh, in here for the second hour. Keep in mind, you can always catch the first hour by going to sportsgrindonline.com and clicking the uh, listen play button and you can get the first hour but if you just join us we've pretty much been starting i kind of started with the masters uh you know we're on the eve of teeing this up um and i kind of talked about uh the story this morning about greg norman uh not being invited to the masters and the explanation and you said that came from who hootie uh, who who gave the 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 statement that you read uh, for the Masters and the the explanation why Greg? Who was that again? The Augusta National Chair, okay. uh, Riley. Riley. Okay. Well, he's one of Hootie's boys. But the bottom line is, I said that I thought it was bush league, and I have a saying that I've been I've used on the show forever. It's called fake hustle, sliding in the first base. Like to me, I just don't like the fact of, and I don't have any way about Greg Norman. I'm not trying to defend him. I don't like him. I don't dislike him. Um, but to me, he's been a part of Masters history for the wrong reasons, which he don't like, but he's a part of history. Um, I just feel it's a situation where why make it? I mean, I get it. He's the CEO. He's the president of Live Golf. But if you really want to take a stand and you want to shame him like you're the one that started all this, then go ahead and tell his players, too. You, you should have made it's too late now. But I'm talking about hindsight two, 12, 15 months ago. You should have just made the decision, the PGA and your major partners like, look, we're just not going to let these guys participate in the major. So to me, this was this to sit there and say we wanted this to be about the Masters and not a distraction. Uh, Phil can get asked about it. Bryson Chambon going to get asked about it. Dustin Johnson get asked about it. Sergio Garcia can get asked about it. It's just the way it is. So I, I didn't like it. So we kind of touched on that. Uh, what else? What do you uh, Just to clarify, Augusta National Golf Chip Club Chair Fred Ridley. Fred, I remembered it wrong. Oh, Ridley. Oh, Fred mm-hmm. Ridley. Okay, go ahead and clarify. Yeah. Um, that's fine. But we'll see. I mean, we'll see how it play. We'll see how it plays out. The main thing is we're going to see how Mother Nature, uh, you know, pretty much corresponds or gets along with Augusta because it's supposed to be rain pretty much all the way through Sunday. Usually you'll deal with rain on Thursdays. That's like that's common, but usually by Friday you can get a good round and Saturday you might, but there's really thunderstorms and you know in the forecast for the next few days. So we'll see how much golf we really can get in. Uh we talked about that. Then we talked into we started in the NBA. Uh Lakers got a big win last night in overtime. Took a lot of energy from LeBron and Anthony Davis, though. But they got it done. And I think that's going to assure that they would at least get into the playoff game, play in game, uh, regardless. But I mean, you got to give them credit. Um, you know, they've moved themselves up right now, what in the fifth seed uh right now. Maybe even, you know, I don't know how many games they would be out of the fourth, but I think they still have that opportunity to get up to the fifth seed. They've been playing pretty damn good for the last couple of weeks. And this has kind of been, you know, without LeBron for that big chunk of it. Uh but they're back in it. They got the Clippers tonight though. Um that's gonna be one of I mean, you can say they're coming back home. They are technically the visitors uh tonight, but they've got the Clippers tonight. What do you got? Yeah, they're currently sitting uh seventh. Okay. Tied with the Clippers so that may that that's a whole game swing, not a half game. It's a big so that's a whole then. game swing. Uh-huh. Um, they're one back of the Warriors for fifth, which appears to be the highest that they could climb. Huh. 
Okay. Of course, okay. Uh, getting getting to that that sixth spot and taking that from uh, the their neighbors in LA tonight, uh, that would be key because again, that pulls them out of the play in game situation. Hmm. So this is going. Yeah. So there's there's something riding on it with the Clippers and Lakers tonight, and of course you have Russell Westbrook that we spent some time last night or yesterday, I should say, talking on the show. Um, you know, you know, he would like to go ahead and 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 beat his one of his former teams that he just recently moved on from. But that's a game tonight. We'll look at the rest of the schedule. Uh, but we talked about that. And then I started and I finished last segment about talking about Mike Malone. Uh, they lose against the Rockets uh, last night. Uh, really a, a team that's going to be in the top three lottery, but really came in the media and blasted his team in the media. And I just felt like you got to be able to read the room in your locker room. And I think this is more – of a situation where it's the Rockets, man. And we've got like four or five games left of an 82 season, and we're probably not dropping any worse than the second seed. Okay. Now, I said that if this is a playoff team that they were going to see on the horizon, okay, maybe it's different. Maybe I can see like, hey, we play like crap. I don't care if it's two games left just in the regular season. But this is a team that they're not going to see. Um, and to me, I just feel like I said that I do believe there's no reports out there to this. There's no I have no inside sources on this, but I do believe there is a little bit disconnect between Joker and pretty much Mike Malone. And it just goes back to a few incidents a few years ago. Um, and again, he's a guy that has raised this young team. I mean, they're like they're a middle veteran team now, but they've been with Mike Malone from there. So I feel that the reason, well, I didn't get a response. Nobody challenged me when I said, challenge me, tell me I'm not wrong. Man, Mike, cause they looking at you probably thinking like, yeah, all right, coach. All right, man, this is getting old already. That's why he is under pressure and he knows it. Also I talked about doc says, man, that's it for the MVP after night. He scored half of our points. He should get the MVP. Now, I didn't think, I didn't, me personally, in my opinion, I didn't need Joel Embiid to score 50 plus last night to say that he was the MVP. And we've been watching this, and all of a sudden, then it just influx, it goes to a minus 700 now in the betting world for him to go ahead and win the MVP. And this, the, the, the books out there in the desert have fluctuated this based off of what I believe, in my opinion, what is really being put out there on a daily basis by NBA writers. And and the information that's out there. And that's the reason why I kind of said it going through going to break last segment. Um, I, and I've heard talk now. I have heard talks about this, but you will as 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 sports betting continues to spread across the country. Um, there will be books in casinos in Nevada, New Jersey, the, the places that are, that it's legal at. They will be made adjustments on what you can wager on. I think we will go into a, a you know, a period where. Everything will be being taken action on. I mean, hell, they've even started. I mean, they've been doing it for president's elections. I, there was some reality show that they basically took action on. You could really bet on anything. But at the same time, I think there's some things that are going to be dwindling. And I think what's going to dwindle is things possibly definitely like future, like the draft, the NFL draft. There was rumblings that they were there were some books out there that was going to scrap this last year, but they didn't want to do it because it was in Vegas. But there's too much inside information. There's too much that that can be manipulated. And that's why when you're talking about futures for MVP voting, I mean, if anything, it'll be a cutoff on that. Because I believe that right now, as much as we've seen this line dance around, it has a lot to do. Oh, Joker's out three. Oh, and B decided not to play against the Joker on the national televised game. 
dock him for that. And then all of a sudden, Joker came up a slight favorite about a week, a week and a half ago. Now Joker sits out three or four games, and Beads uh, dropped 50-plus last night. They lose to the Rockets. Oh, now all of a sudden, Embiid's up to minus 700. It's just, it's crazy. It's crazy to me. I mean, I think my point in this is, whoever, if you've got a vote in this, the last four or five games of the regular season, it ain't coming down to that. You really much know now, playing over damn near almost to the 80-game mark, you know who you want as your MVP. It shouldn't be fluctuating that much up and down. And if it is, then there's something wrong with that. And that's very much uh, possible. Also, uh, what else we got here? Um, we talked about some other NBA things that I wanted to touch on. Um, of course, the Spurs lose last night uh, in Phoenix. You know, uh, they fought there for a little bit in the second half, but it just comes down to just a talent situation. Uh, what do you got? What are you going to say? Well, I, I, the way that the, the first half started, I didn't even think that the starters for Phoenix were going to see the floor uh, coming out of the halftime. Then they did. Spurs got it down to, what, I think eight or nine? No, they had a good third quarter. really collapsed again. They had a good third quarter. They shot the three well, too, last night. Uh, you know, they're not even really a good three-shooting team, but they got hot there in the third quarter. But another L. Um but anyway, switching gears a little bit, and we can kind of go into the National Football League. Um, I had a question uh, because it's been very quiet on the front. I mean, we've spent some time talking on it. But the question I have uh, for Dallas Nation is, are we kind of are we to the point where we're kind of surprised maybe? I won't use the word shock, but are we surprised that Zeke has not been claimed by anybody yet? Would you say does that qualify as being surprised? I mean, we're we're pretty much right now. If my memory my memory serves me correctly, and it's kind of bad, um, I would say we're probably what like in week three of free agency. Uh, we're probably in the third week of free agency, um, and I would say Zeke. For most people, would have thought I would have thought that he would have probably been that second week signing I don't I, you know I never anticipated that oh if they were Cowboys release him somebody gonna come and scoop him up just like that no because we all it's well documented how running backs are treated in this league I mean look at Austin Eckler we're gonna get to him here shortly but I just feel that Zeke the way he's marketed himself playing with the Cowboys the star um, it's obviously he's not in a position uh to really demand a lot Okay, so it's not like he's a guy that you're going to have to break the bank for. Um, I think the days of him being a 20 to 25 back carry back a game is over. Um, for one, there's not too many people in the league that play like that. I mean, hell, the, the Browns arguably got one of the best running backs in the league in Chubb, and they don't even play like that. They've split it up with Kareem Hunt. They've got some other running backs. What do you think about side note? I didn't have this on the document. I want to ask you because you would know the level. Is any concern out for the receiver that towards Achilles the other day for y'all? Did that come across the radar for Cleveland? Who is he? Yeah, is this Michael Woods a, the second out of Oklahoma. Is he a what? Is he like a third receiver option? Is this is this this is going to have an effect on Deshaun Watson? Do they need to look at receiver or what? What do you think? Well, they need to look at receiver anyway. But uh, no, not a real impact in Cleveland. Uh, just for future prospects, I think. He was a, a fourth or a fifth round pick, okay. so he had upside. But okay, back to Zeke. Just a little side note, just a little program. You know that thing at one o'clock, two o'clock in the morning. I don't know out this way where I still get that eh, them test. Oh my gosh! 
it'll be always an important part. Like, especially like if I like TiVo something that's late or I'm watching live and it's just that, eh, that red alert, the red thing. And you just can't hear anything. It is so frustrating. And it, I mean, again, I'm like, you know what, if a tornado, if, if you know, if, if I'm going to, it just comes down to like, you know, what, what do you do? I mean, what can you do? But this is just annoying sound. But just a little, that, that was a little Cleaver wide receiver. It wasn't even in the docket, but I just want to have a disruption of the Zeke conversation. But back to Zeke. What do you got? You want to add something to that? Well, when you mentioned Cleveland, I thought you were going to take it to Kareem Hunt because he also hasn't been signed. Uh, their third string running back, uh, he got Dearness Johnson. He got picked up. But Kareem Hunt is still available. Uh, you also still have Derrick Henry's name floating around in the market. So when you look at Zeke and say maybe, well, why hasn't he been picked up? And I think it's really because Derrick Henry is the big fish. And understanding that that's a, that's a trading yeah, situation. Yeah, because I would say he's not a free agent, though. He's not a free agent, but the fact that he's uh, he could be or is reported to be available. And I think that that is kind of the thing that's holding this up a little bit, this market. Because once you see him go, and then once you maybe see Kareem Hunt go, who I think is probably the second best available still, uh, if you consider Derrick Henry available, then you get to get into the Zeke territory. Because Zeke, you look at his stats last year, there's multiple games where he had 15, 16, 17 carries, and he still only had 50 yards on the ground for the game. Hmm. Um, I would tell you... I would say that I would still probably be a little bit more surprised that Zeke's still available than Kareem Hunt. And the reason why I'd say now, if I had a choice, I would probably take Kareem. I think Kareem has more upside where he's at right now, his stage of career compared to Zeke. For one, he ain't got as many miles on him as he does, as Zeke does. But I'm thinking from the name standpoint, the branding, the Zeke, the I mean, it's one of those that, I won't say shock, but it's a little surprising. But again, I could say that. And in the same breath, when you read out those guys are not signed. And then you bring me to the next point um, about Austin Eckler, who Austin Eckler came out of me. He did an interview on NFL.com and um, or NFL Network. And he just said that he feels like he's been kicked in the face by the Chargers ownership. Um, he said that, you know, we've been talking about this contract you know, pretty much for what the last year or so too. He said, Hey, I've, I've, you know, performed, which he has. I mean, everybody in fantasy football loves him. I, I he's one of those guys and I'm like, eh, you he know, third in the third in the NFL and touchdowns. Oh, last he, he's given, he's got a lot of, if you take the last three years, I mean, he has a lot of touchdowns combined. And I think that's why he's taking it personal and he feels like he's been kicked in the face. But let me tell you something. And, and when this, when he demanded a trade or when he asked for a trade and that became public, I talked about this. But due to the fact that he's responding and he's letting everybody know that, you know, a lot of people, oh, it's a business, it's part of the business. But you could tell Austin Eckler's real hurt because even in this, in the same breath, he says, hey, I want to be a charger. I want to be a charger. But maybe it's a point that I just play this year and then, you know, I'll become a free agent after next year. Um this is really, and this is why I'm so interested, and I know what the, his name slips my mind, but their GM spoke on this the other day about, he was asked about the Hibbert situation in the contract. Does it worry you with the, the climate in the contracts that where they're at with quarterbacks? He says, well, first of all, it's a problem we would like to have. And I'm listening to this young GM talk, and I'm like, you don't know, I mean, you have to know who you're working for. 
I mean, if Radio Guy here in San Antonio, Texas knows who you're talking about or who you're working for, you should know. This is a product of that ownership group. Okay? They're cheap. They've always been cheap. And it's not really about the production for Austin Eckler because what the Chargers do, he fits. I mean, what he's giving them production on the type of offense of what, how they run. This is, goes back to the Spano family on how cheap they are. And I've said this before. I will go back to – and this is one of the reasons why – I'm not that hard or I never killed Phillip Rivers a lot for not having rings. And I couldn't stand Phillip Rivers when he was playing in the charge. I didn't like his attitude or whatever. It's just I don't know if it was part of that, you know, because I've got rooting interest in somebody that's, you know, plays in his division. I don't know. But I always say they some of these 13 and three teams Phillip Rivers had under the late Marty Sean, just letting guys assets go. They've always been a ownership group that is worried about the bottom line instead of getting the W's in the win column. I'll get to more of that when we get back. You listen to the Sports Grind. Today's show is being presented by Dos Equis. Get a dose. We are broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing, spinning the one and twos. We'll be back. Are you ready for a real cocktail? Then crack open a great tasting Zing Zang ready to drink cocktail. Like our Bloody Mary with vodka in a can. It's full strength with 9% alcohol and America's number one Bloody Mary mix. Or try our mango margarita crafted with silver tequila and real mango puree. Unlike those hard seltzers, each can is made with premium spirits and real ingredients. Just like a bartender made it for you. Zing Zang. Always bold, always ready. Go to ZingZang.com to find where to buy. Please Zing Zang responsibly. Official sponsor of the Sports Grind. For more than a century, the Pendleton Roundup has defined what it means to be a cowboy. It also gave life to something equally renowned, Pendleton Whiskey, capturing that unique spirit in every bottle and honoring the enduring legacy of the American West. Pendleton Whiskey is made with the finest northern grains and cut with Mount Hood Glacier water, a whiskey that celebrates the cowboy in all of us. That's Pendleton Whiskey. That's true Western tradition. Pendleton is the official whiskey of the PBR Tour. Pendleton Distillers, Lawrenceburg, Indiana. Please drink responsibly. Pendleton Whiskey, official sponsor of the sports grind are you moving around the greater san antonio area choose the storage experts tiger moving and storage whether you're moving an office or the whole family tiger moving and storage offers container drop-off and delivery with efficient prompt and cost-effective service to learn more and to secure your portable storage container today go to choose tiger.com tiger moving and storage official sponsor of the sports grind Jacking hammers and bows, back to the mackin' and jacking the clothes. Adolescents packing a fold. A knock on the door. Who is it? I would happen to know the one with the flow. Who did it? It was me, I suppose. JD in the rolls and looters in the cut supreme. Skating down old neck, tucked and lean. All right, back here on the sports grind. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing. Spinning the one and twos. We are broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios. 
Today's show is being presented by Dos Equis. Get a dose. And this next segment is going to be sponsored by Pillin Whiskey. Pillin Whiskey is an oak barrel aged whiskey distilled in Canada using the finest ingredients before bottling glacier fed spring waters added from Mount Hood, Oregon's highest peak. Pillin Whiskey delivers an uncommonly smooth taste and rich, complex flavor. Pillin Whiskey is the official spirit of the Pro Rodeo Cowboy Association and it's the official whiskey of the professional bull riding tour, the PBR Velocity Tour. That is Pillin Whiskey, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. Okay, um, back here with you. Um, yeah, we, we've had a few people reach out to us. I know there's some uh, technical difficulties going on. Uh, can't catch us on the iHeart app in El Paso. Um, but however, um, you can catch us on. I think we're still on on Ameline, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, you can go to foxsportsappling.com if you're looking for a uh, stream from uh-huh. a website uh, standpoint. Uh, uh-huh. you know, of course, we have a lot of people letting us know they're listening uh, Facebook, uh, yeah. Facebook Live and Twitter uh, Live. You can go to the Twitter at Sports Grind uh, there as well. Of course, if you missed anything, uh, any part of today's show, uh, sportsgrindonline.com and uh, the podcast will be up tonight. Okay, so apologize for that. You know, baseball so first, season, it's, you ba- know. it's baseball, you know, 162. Okay, um, look, sticking just finishing what I was talking about before we went to the break with Austin Eckler and, and the Chargers. So the point I wanted to finish up with that is because I I know it's going to be very, um, and I said this when this came up about the financial situation of the Chargers and the Spano family. It's going to be very interesting on how they handle Justin Herbert. I mean, we see where these contracts are at for quarterbacks. We know what the experts and other executives feel or GMs feel about Justin Hibbert. How are they going to have – the GMs say, oh, this is a good problem to have, and we're not worried about the country. Again, I don't know if you really realize the track record of who you're speaking with. So, to me, I want to know, and it's going to be interesting, on how long it takes to get Justin Hibbert's deal. I think, you know, they're in a position to where – I mean, they have no choice – They've got to pay him. So I'm not going to I'm not sitting here and trying to tell you or trying to basically say, oh, watch, Justin's not going to get his money and get paid. No, he's going to get paid. But how long does it take? And, 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 and you know, for one, is there going to be a disrespectful? Is there going to be a report that leaks about a disrespectful like offer first offer on him? You know, that's also going to be interesting to, you know, pretty much hear about that. So. Austin, I mean, most likely he's going to, and again, I don't think anybody is probably would trade for him knowing that he's going to be a free agent next year. I mean, even if a team that's like, I mean, I doubt that. Go ahead. Yeah, it would be a trade and extend kind of deal. You know, we're going to go ahead and bring you in. Uh, here's the, Here's the compensation and then. Now we're gonna. Now we're gonna pay you. Yeah, but why would you? If you look, uh, I like Austin Eckler. I mean, as far as we know, I'm not gonna sit there and think he's just a system guy. But we don't know that yet. He's made his hay in Chargers, San Diego, then L.A. But why am I? That's fine. But why am I giving up capital, draft capital, for a guy that's gonna be a free agent? And we're talking about the position we're talking about too. We're talking about the running back position. As a GM, I'm not doing that. I mean, I'm not giving up. There, there, you know, there's one thing giving draft capital up for a quarterback for a year, maybe two. Depending on where you at as a franchise, if you're a team to say, hey, man, we've got a Super Bowl roster, we're just a quarterback away. 
I mean, that's what the Jets think, but they just, uh, to me, it's it's more of a desperation because, too, you got a young team that ain't known how to win a playoff game or make the playoffs yet. Aaron Rodgers, in my opinion, does not make the Jets a Super Bowl contender next year. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. If they make it, I'll say I was dead wrong, but I have, I'm very comfortable with saying that they're not a Super Bowl team next year. So, to me, when you're talking about the running back position, no, I'm not giving up – any draft, I don't care if it's a third-round pick. I don't care if it's second, fourth. I'm not doing that for a guy that most likely the team that's trading for him, we're not using him as a bell cow anyway. I'm not going to have to sign you, I mean trade for you, then give you an extension and give up some picks, some capital. I'll just wait. And, again, that has a lot to do with the devaluation, the value of the running back position, which I've been totally against because, to me, the truth of the matter is is that in the playoffs, they can get, they can get dumped on constantly, contract, tag, cut, waived. But when you come to December and January and February, you need them to win. That's just reality. So, um, But in Austin's case – He's in a tough spot. I mean, and, and to me, and this is another thing before we leave this, when you talk about public situations like this in regards to players like Austin Eckler, for the most part, what we've heard, never really gotten in any trouble since he's been in the league. I can't remember hearing any off the field situation with Austin Eckler. From everything I've heard, he's been a good model citizen. And when he was in San Diego doing stuff in the community out in L.A., so when you when you have an ownership group and you treat a player like him like that, it has a tendency to resonate through the locker room like, wait, what, what's going on with that? If they treat Austin like that, how are they going to do me? And then the trickle-down effect of that is, does it translate on the field? Because there's a lot of GMs. There's a lot of suits. There's a lot of GMs that can have the tendency to read the room, a.k.a. the locker room, wrong. And this is one of those that the Chargers, look, Staley's another one, man. I mean, he's on a hot seat next year. I mean, it comes down to where he had a – I think this year was better than his rookie year because I think this year he got a little bit better on the game management – on the clock, they were still aggressive, but he wasn't really going forward from fourth and two on his own 30 and stuff like that a lot like he was doing his rookie year. But make no mistake about it. Same thing I say about McDermott, I mean, the coach in Buffalo, is the same thing I'm going to say about Staley. They're not going to waste Hibbert's prime years if he can't get it right, especially when you're in a division with Patrick Mahomes. So, to me... It just comes down to where you hope, if you're a Chargers fan, you would hope the fact that this is not the way they're treating Austin Eckler, this doesn't affect the product on the field. Because usually guys will go all out. They will give everything when it's a team they want to be with. I mean, even in this interview on NFL Network, he said, I want to be a Charger. Even though he fit in the same breath right before, he said he felt like he got punched in the face. So guys are going to give it their all because they get wrapped up because these are guys that's been playing the game for free since they were kids and to to the the middle school level, to the high school, to the collegiate level, and then to the pros. And then when they finally first have their experience, it slaps them in the face that this is a business. 
no, we're not doing this. Like what? I can't get out of bed. Some money's because you get for you guys. I've laid it on the line. I've played hurt. I've played sick. Sorry. It's a business. And when that sits in with guys, they take that to the next season. Now, they're professionals. He's still got to put good film out. He's trying to get that secured contract to set up his family, do what he can. But when things, when you hit that adversity, there's things like this that happen in the offseason can basically leak into a locker room in the NFL and cost you three, four games alone. Besides the fact you're just going to lose to somebody on a Sunday, Monday, or Thursday just because they're better than you, you could lose about three or four games off of just bad chemistry or, or your, one of your star players, which he is, is not right and upset at the organization because it starts feeding into the other uh, players in the locker room. 877-37-GRIND. Sticking to the NFL, Elway has finally exited the business. Okay. See, some of y'all wish it would be 1380 and Abilene, everything would be off if I get in this segment. This okay, it's national news, man. Had to had it had to make the docket. But John is no longer involved with the Denver. Now, let me just give you insight on this. For one, is this has a lot to do because his contract expired. And people that cover the team down there, people that follow the team. It was no secret in the last couple of years that he was we that a lot of people knew that this date was marked. And when we knew that there wasn't and this was in the process of selling the team, getting the new ownership and the new ownership group, the Pinner group, when they bought the team, their priority was not signing, giving John Elway an extension. Uh, now, John is the one that that pretty much, you know, bought on George Payton, their general manager. Uh, but due to the fact the writing was on the wall when they didn't choose to go ahead and extend him. Um, he said that he'll still be around. He said they left in good hands. I mean, every time you at home games, I don't think you'll maybe see him at home games as much because usually at home games, even when he didn't have the GM title, he'll be up in the press box. You know, they'll show him. Uh, but this is a man that's probably that a lot of people in that region will tell you that put Colorado, Denver on the map. Uh, you know, they've got great hockey players that have come through there for the Avalanche. We understand the Rockies. You know, I've told you this a hundred times where the pecking order is in Denver. But for a sports figure, it you can't – I challenge anybody. I'll be like Mike Malone. I'll challenge, I'll sit in the middle of the locker room and challenge anybody to come up with a bigger sports figure in Denver sports history than John Elway. Now, that's the positive. And even though this is a man that is responsible for making me bleed blue and orange since I was seven years old, I've got to tell you the other half, the negativity a little bit. Um, look, again, when you're responsible for every championship trophy in an organization on the field and in the front office, you're going to feel a certain way. You're going to feel, you're going to walk with a little bit of confidence. You're going to feel. And also if you're doing this in a city where you were legendary, created your hall of fame quarterback career in have over a hundred car lots in the city of Colorado, city of Denver and in the state of Colorado. When you really get the keys to the whole house or the car or what you want to sell, whatever you want to use it, sometimes you can run amok. And I would think in the last few years, and this is why I preached and preached about Denver getting a ownership finally, 
him and Joe Ellis, the team president, they operated with really not too much pressure on them. And especially after delivering a 2016 Super Bowl. But look, he his GM career, I mean, his playing career was solid all the way through. Besides his rookie year lining up behind the guard instead of the center. Other than that, it's legendary from the drive to the helicopter to whatever, which I'm hearing in Denver, they're potentially kind of up there thinking that like, we got to get a statue of John. I was like, damn, can this is our chance, San Antonio, like beat Denver even to a statue of Elway. But they're saying, hey, it should be the helicopter. I'm saying, hey, there you go. You know, that famous move in that Super Bowl, the first one where he goes spinning. Make that. But back to the negativity. Um, Look. His his career is a I mean his playing career was solid all the way through. His GM career is a tale of two two halves. I mean from basically building the first of all winning the Peyton Manning recruiting war that that we haven't seen anything like that since Reggie White and I don't think we'll ever see anything like that again. Uh, that how many teams lined up to try to get Peyton Manning? Now he won that big sweepstakes. It was huge. Delivered a champion in the midst of that. Created the highest scoring offense in NFL history. All right. A few years later, stripped that down, break that down, built one of the top three defenses of all time in NFL history, at least top four. But the one thing he couldn't do, the one thing he couldn't do was read the room on two occasions, read the room on some of his veterans in his locker room, speaking of a T.J. Ward, I never forget they did that offseason. T.J. Ward, Demarcus Ware, Talib Khalid, two-year late Super Bowl ring. A couple years ago, oh, we don't need T.J. He was the leader in the locker room, gutted the team. The defense wasn't the same a little bit after that. It started to go down. Misread the room. You understand that's the theme of the show today, misreading the room. And um, the other part of it is, is that, the one position that made him great, some people have him as their greatest of all time. To me, he's not. I mean, Joe Montana is still mine. I mean, Elway, I always say I think he did the best. I mean, I should say the most with the least out of all those quarterbacks in that era. But he couldn't find one in the draft. He just couldn't do it. I mean, that, and, and again, and it just shows you how it's not that easy for somebody that is one of the greatest to ever play evaluating quarterback talent. But he's officially riding off to the sunset, which this is not surprising to me. I mean, to me, I've always tried to tell people it's not John making the decisions, which a lot of people think that the last draft that they kind of had Patrick Sertain, the second they did, there's a video out there that Peyton's looking at, like, are we good? Are we good on Patrick? Like, before the pick comes in, Elway gives him a thumbs up with George was the GM at that time, but Elway's a big figure. But he's responsible for every trophy in the case. But it's been a mix of bags. Um and you you talk to people in Denver. Some people think he's an ass. Some people, you know, he's not loved by everybody. Speaking of that, but he's he's the biggest sports figure, hands down. And nobody can name another sports figure that's even close in Denver history to John Elway. But he's out. So apologize for having to take up your time and listen to that. But again, I'm only covering it because it's a national story. Never would have made the never would have made the docket if it wasn't a national story. But go ahead. Well, it, it it speaks to one of those things that where you feel like legends are always going to be connected because they're they're irreplaceable. When you go when a when a franchise goes through an ownership sale like that, this it puts the microscope on everybody, every single piece, and there's no emotional ties. It's it it it's a business. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, it's it's one of those that again, trust me, the media down there. 
fan base, his last couple years, before they hired George Payton, his last couple years, they were ready for him to go. They were ready for him to go. And I'm telling you, they were calling for it publicly. And that's the reason why I say even San Antonio, it's just a different climate down here. I mean, you know, um, Denver has three titles, Spurs have five. But they're, is Denver, Boston? No. Are they in New York media? No. Philly? No. But even a figure as a god that he's down there the most in Denver, they were wearing thin for him for the last two years and wanted his job. Wanted it was like, hey, it's good, it was great. That's John. We got to get so we we've got to get a real GM. We got to get a GM in here. And people forgot about the good and stuff he did. But it's just one of those, you know. But they were calling for his head a couple of years ago. Speaking of uh, team and ownership and sales, um, there are reports suffering that Magic Johnson. I mean, we knew that he had a group, the same group that was going to try to purchase those Denver Broncos. But now there's reports saying that he's a very important key uh, into this whole purchase of the Washington Commanders. Now, I don't know what that exactly entails. Uh, you know, I don't know if it's one of those situations to where, you know, they're looking at because because this is the thing. I think the NFL. It comes to and I know these are discussions that are not openly done amongst the mob bosses, which I call them the 32 owners in the NFL, the mob boss, the family. But there are conversations and I don't think these are conversations that you have at owners meetings, per se, but these are conversations that you have on burner phones which we'll get to that to the Arizona in their situation but these are conversations you have to like you know what we do need a minority owner it'd be good for business like if anything else it could be good for business and I think it comes down they're not going I don't like I told you black white Chinese Samoan Hispanic Saudi, Arabia, whatever you want to call it. They don't let you just not getting in if they don't want you in. It's a very exclusive regardless. Like I said, that's the reason why the guy that they got on 34 indictments or whatever it was. That's the reason why he's had the red ass against the NFL because they didn't let him in back in the day. But I wanted to add something in regards to that, in regards to the uh, Magic Johnson situation before we move on to that, from that, I should say. But you're listening to the Sports Grind. Today's show is being presented by Dos Equis. Get a dose. We are broadcasting here from the Hazel Scott Online Studios. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing, spinning the one and twos. We'll be back. When life sounds too much like this. It's time to consider more of this. Sometimes a little shift is all you need. A dose of perspective. Dos Equis Lager. Get a dose. Enjoy Dos Equis responsibly. Copyright 2021. Imported by Cervezas Mexicanas, White Plains, New York. 
Whether you're looking for a date night at the Dominion or a light meal while shopping on the weekend, stop by Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion. Just five minutes north of the shopping center, Thai Lao Orchid's Vietnamese options are great for dinner or lunch, serving up staples from curry and noodles to the house special nam and seafood lovers steamed clay pot. They're open weeknights from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. and noon till 9 on Saturdays and noon to 8 on Sundays. That's Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. It's time to warm up that scoreboard and get ready to bring home the win with Specs. Specs has you covered with lower prices on all your favorite fan fuel. From craft beer, rare spirits, and world-class wine to chips, dips, and gourmet finer foods. And with same-day delivery when you order online or through the app, Specs is your MVP for the biggest score of the game. At Specs, the fun starts here. Here's to you, Shout. cheers to savings. Just because the sun is setting earlier doesn't mean the fun stops sooner. Now is the perfect time to get to Specs and stock up on after-summer savings with fresh new releases in every category. Specs has Texas' largest selection of lower-priced wines, craft cocktail ingredients, and beers that'll have you raising a glass to every sunset. The biggest savings of the season are at Specs. The fun starts here. 